Hello and good welcome to the latest rendition of the AG podcast. I'm Jaminetti, your host for this evening or this morning, whenever you're listening to this. And with me, as always, pushing the buttons is the Ash Cohen. How are you doing, mate? Are you okay? Yeah, not too bad. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Thank you very much. And uh, just the one guest today, um, but uh, it's, a, it's a biggie in, uh, in in terms of league position. We've got Burger Boy on with us. It's a bit of a Division 1 loving today. How are you doing, Burger? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I'm normally counted as two people anyway, so that's yeah. no... <laughs> if we were uh, all in a lift, maybe we'll do that. <laughs> I'll take the stairs like the Hulk yeah. did in the Avengers. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, boys, obviously just the three of us today, but we've still got plenty to get through. We'll talk about, um, we'll recap the predictions we made at the uh, in the last podcast, see how we got on. Um, hopefully our fortunes have favoured a little bit better this time. Normally we're quite terrible at doing that. Uh, we'll cover all four divisions in uh, in reverse order. So we'll start with Div 4, finishing in Div 1. We'll also throw in the golf and the F1. And right to round off the podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about a bit of a debate that's reared its head recently. Um, sort of cash versus trade. What's the preferred trading method? Uh, you know, or, or, or transfer method, as it were. And uh, and see what the uh, the panel think about that today. So, boys, we'll, <clears throat> we'll start by throwing over to you, Ash, mm. to talk a bit about the predictions we made last time round. Yeah, so obviously uh, we did make some predictions, uh, eight to be precise, on the last episode. Um, so I will just run through the predictions we made and whether they came true. So uh, prediction number one was jammed to be six points ahead of Ash. This is true. Although two games more have been played, um, obviously I got beaten by Ben AJ Cooper first game of the season. I've not played since then, and obviously you've done well and taken points early on, Jam. So that and one it's is true. And it's seven points, not six. Yeah, but, you know who's counting. <laughs> That's it. Um, the prediction number two was Sofa to be top of Division Two. That is false, although he is in second, um, so it wasn't too far off. Uh, Sati to take all six points against Harry. I mean. Uh, that one was a bit of a bank, wasn't it, really? That one was true. Sati to be top of the league. Uh, that one is false. He is currently in fifth position. Andy not to be bottom by the next podcast. Uh, that is false, unfortunately. Um, Lost Boy to be above Bry. That, again, is false. Uh, Raz to take four points. And Hilly to take six points out of the first, uh, out of the first four games. So this is sort of half a point. Because um, Raz has played, two, obviously, I think the two sets of games. Um, and has taken four points. There, I think Hilly's waiting on a couple of games to be played. Um, so that one is half a point. And Rhino to be on max points after two sets of games. This one is false. Um, so it's sort of a mixed record there, really. Fair I enough. just thought I mean... I'd add sofas <clears throat> top of the table, by the way. Ash, you need to update your tables. Oh, oh right, okay. okay, fine, fine. Well, well, In that well, case, well, that one that is correct then. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help as well, obviously. Again, it's like people people are aware because obviously we're asking for other league members. If by any chance anybody who's not a league member currently listens to this podcast, please do throw your hat in the ring for this free space in Division Two. Uh, Shelbourne, unfortunately, due to family commitment, has had to step out. But um, you know, there's a good team there that's available. Um, you know, anybody getting that, that team that Shelbourne's got is in for a treat. So, yeah, if you're interested, you want to get involved, please uh, please PM Joe um, and, uh, and and let him know. 
So, yeah, on the whole, the Nash, not too bad. We, we did all right. We could have done much worse. Well, I did all right. You didn't do well. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, right, we're going to kick off, boys, with uh, Division 4. So, <clears throat> looking at that division, we, uh, as you said, we'll start, we'll go descending order. So, I mean, in terms of Andy Brill, yeah, unfortunately, he's down in 10th. Um, he's, uh, he's lost all four games, scored three goals, and conceded 15 with a minus 12 goal difference. Gaz doing pretty poorly as well he's only just above um he's conceded two less goals but again i think it's more so that um again we, i wouldn't have expected to see gaz quite down there the, the big one of the big ones for me burger is we've got harry in seventh so again struggling at the moment but he's conceded by far and away the most goals he's conceded eight more than uh, than andy brill has um albeit playing two more games do you expect to see Harry pick up any sort of form going into the, the sort of mid part of the season, or do we think he's going to still sort of be languishing that lower middle middle table to to lower end? Yeah, I I think that's a simple answer is yes. Harry gives it the big talk. He apparently was in the promotion playoff chase, wasn't he? When he was like not even mathematically impossible. mathematically. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I think Harry. Yeah, I just don't see him improving from wherever he is. To be honest. And yeah, conceding that many amount of goals, it isn't good. <laughs> I think that the funny thing is that the person he's picked points up against is Soggy Cabbages. And for me, I actually find Soggy quite difficult to play against um, for the most part. So the fact that he's managed to pick up a, a win, um, 3-1, I think it was, over Soggy, is, is not too bad at all. Um, looking sort of towards the, the, the top of the table, Ash, we've got Tunners up there in first. I mean, we all sort of predicted would happen. Um, you know, he's been very much sort of in and around that playoff position for, for a couple of seasons now. Now that we've got Rhino and Lost Boy and those sorts of people out the league, could this be yeah. Tunners' year? Do you think to uh, to solidify that top spot? Absolutely. Um, I mean, you look at the you know the six games he's played. He's won five of them. He's only drawn the one game. Um, that draw came against Curly Worky, um, and his goal difference is superior to anybody else. Um, you know, also thanks to Harry as well. Well, <laughs> this is it. Um, but you, obviously, you can only beat. Yeah, I mean, just looking here, eight nil and two nil. So ten of those goals came against Harry. Um, you know, you can only beat what comes in front of you at this mm. stage of the season. So, I mean, he'd be very happy with that. And with the other names in that division, um, I would suspect he will be up there. I mean, a name I just want to quickly mention because I did have to double check this division was correct um, is Wizzy Fox. Um, mm in second you know he's currently joint second uh, I suppose on points um, with Payne Wales you know they've both got 10 points um, he's had a very good start to the season was he you know he, he's beat Andy Brill which okay I suppose for most people in this division it is a given six um, and then he took he took four points off Rye Jones you know, mm. Rye Jones is a player that in the past has done very, very well and is currently third from bottom in that division. So, uh, I mean, I suppose two games you, you can't really take much from, but it, it's refreshing to see Wizzy um, up there um, in, in those sort of top four spots. I would say you could definitely take something from the, the Payne Wales Rye Jones result because to see Rye only pick up, you know, one point out of a possible six... Um, and, and conversely, Payne pick up five out of a possible six there. I think that it sort of spells maybe where the two players are at because they were two that we sort of said could potentially push for the higher end of the table this season. So the fact that Payne's managed to, to get one over on him there means that Rye could be in for a tough season. Um, Berger, before we sort of come away from um, D Division 4, what do you think about Soggy and Saiti? Um, I'm, I'm leaving Curly out because he's kind of in that mid-zone at the moment where he could go either way. But Saiti not getting off to the best start. Two wins, so not too bad. 
but a loss and a draw um, against Payne. I think it was last night or the night before. And Soggy, three wins out of four, not doing too bad. Yeah, um, I mean to be fair, when you do look at the top five in UK side, it is going to it is quite tight. But then again, you will get that when you uh, just start the season. But um, yeah, Soggy is always one that personally I've always struggled to play against. Um, it's just his style. Um, you've just got to try and combat that. I haven't played him much than this FIFA, so I can't really gauge whether he's just not playing the game at all and just turning up for league games, which doesn't really help to an extent. Mm. Um, Society, though, he does play a lot of uh, FIFA. I think he has made a few changes. I did play him not long ago, and he does seem to have improved, but um, we'll see if that makes an effect going further on into the season. Mm. I mean, one, one for you, Berger, as well. I know you like a, a golden boot race. It looks like as though Tunners could already have it sewn up. 12 yeah. goals from Fran Ch- Achimpong. Um, two goals a game he's averaging at the moment. Yeah, he's a good player. I think quite a few people have been after him, me included, and a yeah, few I mean, other people. <laughs> I um, he's, he's, he, you know, at the end, Tunners is, um, again, we're going to come on to it, actually, in our in our sort of chan- transfer and, and cash debate later on uh, at the end of the podcast, but Tunnel's actually, you know, spending the big bucks. I think he spent seventy or seventy-five million on um, Jesper Lindstrom from um, from Worm earlier in the week, and he's got four goals. Considering he's only played one round of fixtures with him, it's not too bad at all. Um, so again, maybe Tunnel's means business this season. We'll uh, we'll see. Watch this space. Uh, right, boys. So we'll just head over to uh, to Division Three uh, before we move on to the golf. So, again, we won't go through the entire division. We'll just sort of pick out the, the key points and, and discuss those. So, um, it's it's a tough one for uh, for Joe. We'll, we'll start with him. I mean, he's played lost. He's played um, Jeff, which again is not the the easiest fixture when you look at Division Three. Arguably, two players there that could say they should be deserve to be in Division Two based on their quality. Um, Ash, I'll come to you first. I mean, um, you know, four points for Jeff, only the one for uh, for Joe in that that set of fixtures. Yeah. Do you think this that's an indicator for how Joe's season's going to go, or do we think it's again, like we um, said, he's only played one fixture? Is it way too yeah. early to tell? Yeah, I mean, it is too early to tell. I mean, Jeff is, you know, the player that we always sort of have in this division. Um, you know, or whenever he's flicked in Division 2 and Division 3 to sort of be up there towards the top. Um, so, yeah, I think it is too early. Um, I mean, just looking at the names in this division, I, I, for me, I think this is has the chance to be the most competitive one out of all four of them. Um, I agree. You know, some of the names in there, you know, Wince, Bry, Storm. I mean, you know, Storm is on six points. The uh, the putting off of the uh, the games against Rhino, I mean, it ended in two draws. <laughs> so, I mean, did it really work out that well? I don't know. But, I mean, obviously Rhino came up from the uh, Division 4 last season it's going to be interesting to see what he can do you know he's taken obviously the two draws early on and then did lose to Diodex um, in both of them uh, in his last two games um, but yeah no I don't think it's too early especially when it comes to Joe I, I think um, as much as I'd like to see Joe in the sort of bottom two <laughs> bottom three um, I, I think I'm sure he'll propel himself up there I think that you, you sort of touched on Rhino there as well. Um, I mean, Berger, we've, we've sort of talked about it a long time on this podcast and you'd have been on in times where we've talked about it as well. Um, I mean, for the likes of Rhino, maybe Lost Boy, you know, these guys, Worm as well. I mean, surely just you know keeping their head above the water in Division 3 is going to be the aim this season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, they're probably going to be more dangerous than the other people around them because 
realistically, they've got no expectations and people are expecting them to go straight back down. Mm. Um, so, in a way, that will make them a lot more dangerous to pick up results anywhere they want. And we like uh, Ash said, it's probably going to be one of the most competitive decisions, uh, divisions. So, anybody, I think... I think anyone can literally take any point. I mean, Rhino can easily take six points off someone else and somebody can take six points off Rhino. Um, so and I think you can make a case for absolutely everybody in that league. Um, yeah, so they just have to keep... I mean, Rhino, when he's played against me, he ain't looked like a Division 4 slash 3 player. I don't know whether it's um, his lad that's playing me. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> whenever, he does play, whenever he does play me... He seems very good, and I just don't know why you can't bring that into um, whether he gets too involved into the game or not. I don't know because you hear him celebrating whenever he scores a goal against Payne in a friendly. What does he do in a league game? <laughs> I think he runs around with his shirt above his head. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a quick note on Joe. I don't think he's going to stay there for a while because he's away, so there's, there's a good chance to get some points to. And then obviously, Joe will have some catching up to do and see where he'll feature yeah it is an interesting one I mean um, looking at the uh, the top of the table I mean where I sort of predicted the top of the table would be in terms of first has, has come to fruition I think no wins this season it, for me it's his division to lose looking at the the players if he can we always say about consistency on the podcast but if he can really drum up some consistency this, this season um his the way he plays the counter-attacking style the, the fast-paced uh, gameplay i think he could he could blitz the division for sure uh you know 15 goals four six against three wins out of four um but a little bit of humble pie to beat and for me um diadex up there in second and, and yeah like we said obviously he's played rhino and uh, beat him in both games um but he took he's the one who beat wins as well to be fair so um you know uh, fair play to diadex uh, um, Ash, do, do you think he can keep it up, or do you think it's going to be, um, going to be a little yeah, bit of a, I mean, a peak too soon situation? Or what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Diadex is a name in the past, you know, last couple of seasons. I mean, I remember the season that he had that sort of breakthrough and got himself into this division, um, you know, and he's managed to survive and, you know, do well since. Um, I, I'd love to see Diadex do well and sort of, you know, top two, top three. Um, obviously, he's beaten Wince and Rhino. Um, you know, early on, uh, two are. I mean, Winst for sure is one of the favourites in that division. So it'll be interesting to see what he can do against the likes of, you know, Bry and, um, you know, Jeff. Um, yeah. Those sort of names. I mean, I'll just have a quick little look at what his. So his next set of games, Diadex is, is he's got Big B in mm. match day three, and then his next uh, match day four game is Storm. So if yep. he can take six points out of those, you know, two sets of games, he's um, done well. Then he's done very well. So I'd like to see Diodex do well, and um, if he can get through the next couple of games, uh, he might be up there. And I mean, just touching on Stormberger before we before we move on. I mean, he's he's the only unbeaten person in that division. Um, apart from Jeff, obviously having only played the two games, but um, do we think it would be mid mid table mediocrity for Storm, or, or do you think he can push on, or do you think he can potentially drop down? What What's your thoughts? Burger. I'm muting my mic. Sorry, I probably. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> would you like me to um, repeat the question? They don't do this uh... in Sky Sports, do they? <laughs> 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 now, um, for, for Storm. Um... 
I mean, does he need the practice? Yes, no. I think he's got... <laughs> it clearly didn't work, did it? <laughs> no, but... It's just... I mean, with Storm, you've got a lot of things. You, He's kind of plays mind games with even doing nothing on the website and then just posting times a week later. Gets the, the opponent frustrated already. And he, he works in his favour, possibly with Rhino, just him being frustrated not to play him. Um, but... I think Storm is one of those. He can get on a run, he can get promoted, or he can just bog himself down and get relegated. Um, he's he, he's he can go from one end of the scale and then down to the other. So he's probably the most unpredictable person on the site, realistically, for results-wise, because you don't know what you're going to get from him. Uh, just just finally, before we move on, I mean, you know, you look at the um, the the sort of situation as it stands, table-wise, at the moment. You've got. We just said about Diodex there on nine points. Wins on nine points, and we've said obviously Ashes. You've alluded to this is going to be a really tight competitive league, probably the tightest out of all the available leagues. What do you think will be the total that you need to stay up in this division? Considering there's going to be 18 games. I mean, you look at sort of when you look at Div Four, Div Two, Div One. I mean, I think Sofa and Shelbourne went down with 11, 12 points last season, something like that. Um, I mean, this season in in uh, in Div Three, do you think it's going to be about similar, about that sort of eleven, twelve point mark? I think so. I think so. Maybe just I a think, little bit more, but I would say around them. I think it all depends, doesn't it, Berger? In that sense, on the likes of Tuggy, because mm. you know, there's there's a chance he could. I know again, it's harsh because he's only played two games, but there's a chance that you know he maybe is the one of the odd ones out in this division. He could potentially become a bit of a, an outlier and. Everybody could be picking up sort of six, four points against him, so mm. um, that that could maybe skew the, the figures a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I've said this numerous times as a mantra: three points is a must in any game. Mm. If you work that out to a season with eight people, you've got twenty-four points there. So that is your general mid-table kind of points total, I would guess. So you're probably looking at around 15 to 18 points for safe. Like, like you know, you've got the magical 40 points in the Premier yeah. League. Mm. I think you're looking around six wins or so. Um, six to five wins will probably will probably be in the relegation playoff, maybe. But I think that's where I think you'll have to look at around as a as a, um, a, a what you call it a a point it's total. A benchmark. Yeah, yeah. A benchmark. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was looking yeah. for. <laughs> that's all right uh, right boys we'll, we'll leave division three there uh, obviously we'll recap next time we come on the pod and see where those uh, those players have ended up uh, we're going to shoot away from the uh, the ag leagues for now and just head over to ireland and uh, listen to bertie's dulcet tones with a golf so take it away bertie thanks guys and welcome to the golf section of the podcast we have two majors every season where no handicaps are involved just the best score wins our first major of the season, the Marcus Jonesy Major, was held in week four at the Dickensian Golf Club in Kent. It was the best contested major we have ever had. In the end, three players tied on 13 under, Suited Recluse, Trooper, also known as Curly Worky, and myself. And even still, Bonzi and Big B were just two strokes behind. What a contest it was. In the end, the title went to Suited Recluse, who had a better second round of 66 than myself and Trooper. This season is the best 
competitive season we have had in a number of years. At the top of the AG Tour, tied are Plunkett and Bonzi on 74 points, with Curly Worky just 4 points behind, and a host of players still well in contention. In the final five, the top three are myself, Bonzi, Rhino, suited now is showing some good form and coming in contention, and that title is also up for grabs. On to next week, and we are playing the Plunkett Bookies Open at Serenity Stands. I have not got the results to hand for that, and that will be included in the next podcast. So if you get the game, send me a PM, join our society, and hope to see you on the course having some fun. Uh, thank you very much, Bertie. Right, boys, we'll crack on and look at the division just below the one we sit in. Um, so division division two, bit of an odd one this season. Um, again, like we've sort of touched on already, um, it's the division that's got the odd number, that's got nine. Unfortunately, it's also the division that uh, someone has dropped out of as well. Um, Again, I did think about putting a PM in to, to Joe. I didn't really. That's a, that's a joke. Um, but, uh, <laughs> was it? Was it? That's it. I might put my PM in to see. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um, but no, I think it, it's, you know, it, it is unfortunate. Um, but it, look, it's one of those things, and hopefully we can get someone to fill that gap quite soon. Um, I do still think it's worth noting at this point, um, we're going to talk about the F1 briefly um, after Joe's segment later on, but um, just a, a very quick straw poll. I, I personally do think four divisions is still best. I don't know what you two you two think. Berger, you first. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there's the one that's always against you, and that's Phil. Uh, I like the quick in and out seasons. Um, yep. it, it keeps it fresh, uh, something new. And the season doesn't last three months. Yeah. Whereas I think last FIFA we only had like three seasons in mm. a year. Mm. And you can't really have that really. If you want to keep the site rolling on, um, you can get a season out in two months' time or whatever it is. You know, you can get four or five, six seasons in maybe. So, yeah. yes, you probably want more people coming on to fill with more people in the league. But I think the way it is now, I prefer it much better to than what it was. I would agree. Ash, just to get your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I, I do agree. I mean, I'll be honest, when when, when the vote came in, I, I voted to keep it as it was. Um, but obviously this is now, you know, we're a couple of seasons into this. Um, and it obviously has, you know, has been alluded to. It is a quicker turnaround in terms of the seasons. And all, I mean, the main thing for me is that there's a lot more to play for, um, mm. you know, with the sort of smaller divisions. Unless you yeah, are in Every game of, matters. Yeah, you know, unless you you finish in those sort of middle spots, you know, you could be dragged into a relegation battle and you could be dragged into a promotion push. So um, it, it makes it for a more exciting, um, you know, a set of leagues. So, yeah, um, very much four leagues, I think, is the way forward. Yeah, and again, obviously, like I say, I, I do believe the same as well. Um, so looking at Division 2 as, as a whole then, um, again, I thought Sover would, would romp this division, even with Shelbourne in it. And again, he seems to have started quite well. Um, he's picked up seven points out of four games. Whenever I play Sofa recently, he seems to do very well. Um, most recently, he lost 2-0 to Mark, but managed to back that up with a 5-1 win over Mark, who, again, a lot of us thought would be one of the sort of title contenders as well. Um, Berger, Mark's wearing the... Uh, uh, is it gold, bronze, yellow of, of Wolves? <laughs> 
Yeah, is yeah, <laughs> is it old gold? You call it? Is that right? It's called old, old gold. Yeah, old gold. What, what a load of shit. Um, so he's wearing those <laughs> colours this season. <laughs> um, how do you think uh, Mark's getting on? Again, he's only played the two games, but having maybe played friendlies or, or understanding what's going on in that division, do you think he will be able to propel himself back up into uh, into the top sort of three places? Um, yeah. Um, like you say, when you put up mashups, you would think Mark um, would will be up there. And when you say you, uh, so, if, if you were giving Mark three points out of Sophie, I think you'd take it. Um, if it, you know, um, because he's not gaining on you, the only thing he's gained on is goal difference. But he can easily make that back up um, later on in the season. So, yeah, um, I think he'll be happy with three points from Sophie, and obviously he'll probably be favourites for most of the games um, for the forthcoming season. And you know. I would say, I'd expect him to be up there, definitely in the top three or four in the league. Um, but he just, just, I mean, if he keeps winning those games, then yeah, he'll be up there. I mean, Ash, on the last podcast, we we sat here with uh, with Hilly and said that uh, you know, and Raz obviously, and said that those two probably would struggle this season. Mm. Um, one's in third, one's in fourth, so they're not doing it's, too bad at all. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Raz in particular, because obviously we know with Raz mm. that he prefers the sort of lower rated, you know, Austrian players and. Uh, those sort of uh, lower league players. obscure nations maybe, that's, yeah, yeah. Um, you know so nations be... that Putin might want to invade some, <laughs> them little ones um, <laughs> ra- yeah I mean it's just look obviously looking at the two games that he's well yeah he's, he's Bertie I mean, he drew and uh, drew and won um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does you know next set of games I mean it's still a little quick little look and see who he's playing so he's got Burn. No, so he's now got to play the whoever comes in, I think. Um, no, is that right? No. Oh, I don't know. He's got Hilly next, match day three, and then he's got Bertie. No. Mm. And, oh, I'll go over the place. Basically, Raz, <laughs> he, if he carries it on, because obviously as well this is a short division, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what he does sort of next four or five games. And Hilly, yeah, I mean, Hilly's in third. Again, you know, well, we said it. I mean, I didn't expect to see Hilly up there either. So both of them have done have done well. It'd be interesting to see. You know, can they carry that on in the next couple of games? It will. I mean, again, Berger, one of the people that I'm a little bit disappointed about, and I'm sure he will be as well, is Bertie. Um, you know, he's uh, he's sitting there on one point out of four games. Notoriously difficult to play against, hard to beat, but finds himself effectively bottom of the league. Um, I mean, again, it's surely going to be only a matter of time before he turns his season round, no? It's difficult with Bertie because with a shorter league, you've got one less fixture already as it's only got nine people in, as we, as we eight now. But, um, I mean, he's lost to Plunkett and he's already played Raz. He's still got to play, like, you've got Sophie, you've got um, Mark as well. And like what I alluded to earlier, you need to be hopefully getting three points per game and you need to try and make that deficit up against other people so that puts more emphasis on all the games that he's got to play against like Hilly and Raz, MJG, Phil. So um, it just puts more pressure on a player um, when you need your points more than anything because you're, just, you're, you're catching up. Um, Bertie's got the ability to do that, no problem, but uh, whether he can do that, We'll find out. <laughs> it's it's funny because he's one of them play people that if he did somehow drop down into Division Three, you wouldn't imagine he'd stay there very long. 
as well. Or you'd be straight back up. Yeah. Yeah. You, some people would maybe drop down and maybe struggle, or you maybe think, oh, have they got it to get back up? But the way he plays, you know that if he did drop down, he'd be he'd be straight up. So, um, but yes, yeah, so it's an interesting one. Again, we, we touched on it as well about the, the shorter shorter league, unfortunately, because of the one less, and now because Shelbourne dipping out. Um, again, Riverman not not particularly happy about that. Again, he's one that does seem to be making his uh, thoughts on that known. Um, he's sitting there potentially one of the reasons is because he wants to dive back in. You know, he's he's shared the points very equally with MJG at the start of the season. 3-0 loss and 3-0 win. Um, again, we, he was another one when we looked and thought he could potentially do something quite well this season, but maybe he's going to struggle potentially because of the stop-start nature of the division. Ash? Yeah, I mean, uh, that's it. And obviously he's just coming in as well, isn't he? Um, mm. From from a long period out. So, um, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. I think, but I can't see MJG doing much in this division. I think he, he'd be mid-table. I don't think he'd go down, but I don't think he'd be, he, he won't go up. Fair enough. Right, boys, we'll leave uh, Division 2 there. Before we head over to Division 1, we're just going to go speak to uh, Joe regarding the F1. So, Joe, when you're ready, take it away with the F1 segment. Thanks, guys, and thanks for having me back for another F1 roundup. F1 2020 is now coming to a close, and we've just finished off Season 4. Over the last three weeks of the season, over the three divisions, we had nine different winners, which is absolutely fantastic. That's certainly what we're looking for. We'll take a quick look at the last week, which was on Abu Dhabi, Mexico and Brazil that were the two weeks before. The three championships were all pretty much tied up and pretty much everyone, the three leaders, just had to turn up to win the championships. That was certainly the case in Division 1, where Ben was already well ahead. He only had to turn up. Mark the Shark was chasing him. He managed to win the race by a second from Jaminator. Muba Forever was in third. I was in fourth and we had Ben in fifth place with a fastest lap there for 139. He picked up 11 points, which is enough to take the championship. Down in Division 2, again, Ash Cohen basically only had to turn up to win the championship. Unfortunately, he didn't. That left an opportunity for Sean to dip in and win. He won the race by only 0.8 of a second. Harry was in second place. He had the fastest lap of a 142.0. Bertie was in third place. Andy Bill was in fourth. And X Morris was in fifth place. In Division 3, Emotional Wormy pretty much already wrapped it up. He didn't turn up, but it was the first win of the season for Satie, and I believe his first win ever. He won that race by a second from Red Rhinoceros, who's had a great season. Diadex was in third place. Amen Raz was in fourth, and Gazgrass was in fifth. The fastest lap there was for Diadex with a 143.7. Taking a quick look at the final standings for the divisions. In Division 1, we had Ben A.J. Cooper. He won the championship by 10 points from Mark the Shark. We had Mooba Forever back in third place on 135. DX Jaminator on 130, and myself and Burger Boy tied on 106 points. In Division 2, again, Sean pipped Ash at the line. He finished on 158 points. Ash was 153, with an had Big B on 132, X Morris on 106, and Bertie on 102 points. Down in Division 3, like I said, Emotional Worm already had it wrapped up. He finished on 163 points. We had Red Rhinos was on 143, Eamon Raz on 123, Gazgrass on 122, and Payne Wells on 116. Now that's F1 2020 wrapped up, guys. F1 2021 is now currently Game Pass, so we're going to move over to that for the next season. In the next couple of weeks, 
There'll be a sign-up opening to put your names down. At that point, we'll take all feedback on board and we'll have votes for any decisions that need to be made, such as how many divisions we run and the length of the season. Look out for that, guys. We're going to have a little a little break before that starts, as always. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Um, hopefully, anyone that is interested and wants to get on board will do, and we'll get the numbers right back up. Thanks, guys. Okay, Joe, thank you very much. Uh, boys, before we move on to Division 1, um, just in terms of, uh, of the F1, obviously, uh, we're, we've all downloaded the F1 2021 game now. We're looking forward to uh, to playing that. Um, obviously, new car allocations will be coming out and when we start the league. Um, there's a couple of things to be settled before that, though. So, uh, one of the things, obviously, is, is that we, we've talked and there's there's been debates around sort of two races or, or three races in terms of the divisions. Um, again, I'll, I'll give my thoughts on it but ash what, what do you think first of all do you think that sort of two bigger races with maybe more action more happening yeah i think so um you know i mean i, I think what were the numbers they got in the third division um uh, at some points was it about five or six um yeah we, we uh, had I think the, the, the most yeah the most active race i believe was division two you guys had the most consistent numbers yeah um, I mean, yeah. we we sort of in, in Division One we we would see the minimum the the least we had was five or six and the most we had was about nine or ten. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you've only got five people turning up, you know, week in week out, then uh, surely it's well, I don't know. Only the Division Three guys, I suppose, would be able to tell you that. Um, I mean, no, for me, I think it's, it's two divisions. Um, it's just, you know, let's get them back to sort of bigger numbers and, um, you know, make for more fascinating and interesting races. Um, and I mean, look, we all slag Harry off. Um, he weren't the worst driver at times this season in Division mm. 2. Um, yeah, I think we just, uh, for me, we go back to two divisions with sort of bigger, bigger numbers. I mean, my, my sort of thoughts around this burger, I, I'll just give my two pence before you sort of throw yours in, because um, I want to know what you think. And Ash, actually, I'll, I'll throw it back over to think what you think about this. Um, I, I was looking at it the other day, and I know I, I'm led to believe that when you set the league set up, um, when you create the leagues, you can obviously dictate what races go in and how many races, etc. cetera. Um, for me, one of the things that would not only combat maybe the, the waning numbers on a Monday night sometimes, um, it would also combat the fact that Bergen me and you have both had it joe has had it himself where you take a knock early on in the race and um you know that's it then you, you're basically doing 16 time trials because you just can't catch the the pack um and it becomes you know quite uneventful one of one of the things that you could do is similar to how joe did a european and, and rest of the world setup and did two smaller divisions you could just do that across you know you could break it down into four four seasons you know, or, or, or three seasons and, and just have sort of, you know, eight races in, in a season. And then that way you could get to the end. You literally could just box the season off straight away. That's two months. And then the week after you go straight into week nine, it's a new season. Anybody who wants to join the league is only had to wait maybe five, six weeks. And you can sort of reallocate the cars, you know, based on that fresh data you've got um, and go straight into it. I mean, I don't know what you, you think about that burger, you know, based on having two two divisions racing um i mean quite early on i was a bit against going back to two however definitely for what reason for what reason first of all i don't know it's i mean i'm with like joe it's the ability level um will the people that's going to make up the numbers in division one Mm. are going to be happy 
possibly be at the back all the time, even though they've got a better car. Mm. But he's the one who's got all the data, and he generally the fastest times were all the the last person in Division One fastest lap would still be like a second quicker than somebody in Division Two in a better car. Mm. Um, but there has well, I've, I've had a lot of races where I've had to do a drive through or um, some damage from a mistake. And then I'm literally just driving for another 10 more laps and pitting two laps prior just to get a fastest lap. Yeah. And to me, yeah, that can get a bit boring. Mm. So if you do increase the numbers, you'll have more chance of racing more people. Um, I do have, a, I like the split we had as in Europe or splitting the season um, in half, mm. so to speak. I do like that, to be honest. Um, it's, Given a fresh spin on it rather than just having a full 24, 23-week um, yeah, uh, season. It well, you, could, you, could, you could split it. You could split it further, couldn't you? You could split it into three seasons, uh, three sections of seven, you know, or, or one, one with an eight, so whatever it might be, or two eights and a seven if there's 23 races. Yeah, you don't. And you could, you know, you could then, you could break it up quicker. So those people maybe, if you've got two divisions... Part of the worry I think that Joe has, and again, I'm putting words in his mouth, but I believe this is true, is that if you've got two divisions and they're quite stacked, or for example, you've already filled the Mercedes actually, and then someone that's quite poor wants to join, then all you do is you just say, right, if you hang on for three more weeks, we'll be, you know, the seasonal break and then we'll be back in. We can then reallocate the car, shuffle them around. Um, well, you can't keep changing it. You can't. You, I mean, it's the first time we had to split the season. I liked it. Um, I do think it has to go back to two, but it's a quicker season regardless. You just you, you're skipping a couple of weeks. Um, what, what is a problem if someone's in a too much of a quicker car for three weeks? Joe can get the data from that, then he'll know which car he'll put him in. If it's a, if you know, you can judge what division he can be in. Um, so. To me, I don't think the, the 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 division looks like it needs to be looked at. I think Joe, I think instead of putting, he'll put a vote up and see how we go from there. But I think with it being split into two, I think that's where we have to go to. You've got forty spaces. What was the most we ever had on one night? I would probably say it was probably up to thirty. Yeah. You know, so you'll have spaces. It might be a little bit crappy for a couple of weeks if they're in the wrong car, but you don't want to you don't want to tell somebody I'll wait for three weeks. They just want, they just want, they just want to get involved. Yes, yeah. there might be a yeah, quick car. Yeah. But I think we're all old heads here and we all understand we can get him in. He might be in the wrong car at the moment, but once the season finishes, he'll be in the right car for the following season. Yeah. Ala, Andy Brill, obviously, <laughs> you know, <laughs> etc. You know, it's but that but that's the thing, isn't it? I think that it's um I think the, the frustration comes when some people don't take that approach. And I think when mm. some people, you know, they join and, and they're whinging, oh, I'm in a house or I'm in this or I'm in that. But I think, you know, well, at the end of the day, you know, I, I, my personal opinion is but people have said to me, oh, you know, what is now Division 3? Oh, it should be equal cars because it's a case of, you know, at that level, if you put the practice in, you can get better and nobody's too good compared to each other. But you can make that argument because if you put me or you who aren't the best racers burger, if you put us in division three or even Ash in division three and, and put us in a sort of lower tier car, we'll probably do quite well providing we avoid Harry, you know, um, 
Pardon? They'd win it. Yeah. But this is it. You know, again, so I think that, you know, the whole equal cast thing, I personally, I, I would poo-poo that. I don't think that's a, a, a way to go. I think that it would be a case of doing it as um, still split and still performance-based, yeah. but just under constant revision. And if if something happens and someone, or, you know, someone manages to get themselves in a Renault and they should be in a bloody, I don't know, an Alfa Romeo, who cares? It's, it's a few weeks worth and it's a game at the end of the day. So people just need to chill out. And you haven't got to wait till, if it was in week three, you haven't got to wait till week 24 to try and when you can do it like week 11 or 12. Yeah. So I think, yeah, agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, boys, we'll, we'll head over back to uh, back to AG, back to the uh, the AG FIFA League. So Division One, um, the, the the grand awaiting of Division One. So Ash, it's not been too good for you so far. Uh, a bit of a, a wake up call in Division uh, Division One. Mind you, you only lost three two in in one of the games against Ben, um, and uh, and four one in the other one. Um, fill us in. How did it go? First, first um, game, a bit frustrating. Yeah, very much so. Um... Obviously, the game that was 3-2 was very close. I think I was very unlucky not to take a point out of that one. Um, and obviously, the 4-1, it was a, a, a fair reflection. Um, very much going through the motion with FIFA at the moment. Um, played a couple of um, CC games that didn't go too well either, all that hopefully have done enough to get through to the next stage. But mm. I just... Yeah, I don't know. I just I struggled to get going in the games. And... Uh, I mean, I, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't play FIFA other than just the league games because I get too frustrated of it and I could think of a lot of things better to be doing than uh, <laughs> playing on the head-to-heads. Um, but then maybe that's the downfall. That's the sort of relationship I have with it at the moment. I need to play more games in order to sort of, um, you know, try and get better with my team and um, not get so annoyed. <laughs> annoyed um, but then you play games and it's just like, no. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Ben at the moment is obviously top of that league. You know, he's 1-6, play, played 6-1-6. Six, six. He's got a goal difference of 17, which is miles more than anybody else. So maybe on paper, you know, the results won't be too bad. I mean, I have got Brian tonight, and um, obviously Brian won the league last season. He's only taken a point in his first set of games, so I'll probably get a hammering tonight, <laughs> which means that maybe my, uh, my season starts... Um, in my next match day, which funnily enough is burger. So um, <laughs> we'll see. Um, I said on the previous podcast that at the start of the season, if I stay up in this division, even just, you know, by avoiding goal by goal difference or just avoiding, a, you know, a relegation playoff to the bottom three, I'll have done well. Um, so yeah. a long way to go, but yeah, no, not a good start. That's fair enough. Burger, how would you assess your start to the season? I think it was quite a, um, a good six points for you against someone that normally yeah. uh, has the, the, the beating of you. Yeah, very, very very good start against Sean. Could have been a lot more, but I wasn't um, try-hardy enough against him. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I mean, at the beginning of the season, I, fan- I quite fancy my chances this season. Uh, Kyler Moani's had some nice upgrades and he feels a very, very good player for me. Um, made Adiemi as my second striker. Um essentially. Um, but yeah, I'm, well, I'll say quite confident, but I think I'll have a better chance than I had last season. I mean, Sean's been one of my biggest bogey players. He beat me once during the war. Um, um, all those seasons ago, but I've never really managed to get six points out of him and to get six points out of him. I can't really begrudge that. And it's a good start for me. Uh, so yeah, um, I might continue. eh? Mm. 
Are we, are you, you obviously touched on it, uh, Ash, there about um, Brian not having the best start against Sweaty. Um, again, he's only played two games. Is, again, could you potentially see a bit of a trend of this? You know, obviously Ash did it, Aaron, sorry, did it the season before, winning and then sort of struggling the season after. Um, Do we think Brian potentially could go on to have a season of struggle this time round, no, or is it just I, a bit of a fluke? I think it's just a bit of a fluke. I mean, he's going to have six points tonight, so that's going to be a <laughs> that's gonna, that's going to propel him up. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, Sweaty. I mean, Sweaty, a player in the past, he's, you know... Um, he's a difficult player to play against. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that's it. I mean, obviously, he's taken four points. I don't think he's... Has he not played his second game yet, is he? I don't think. Um, oh, he's against you. Yeah, um, his third one's against me. As yeah. Well, so, yeah. yeah, so, We're I mean... We're not in that discussion, Jam, so carry on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so, no, I don't think so. I think he'll propel himself up there come the end of the season I mean I don't whether it'll be him and Ben in the top two again will will remain to be seen but um, yeah I, I don't think it's a fluke I think it's um, I think he'll propel himself up the next few games I mean speaking of um, the, the top two and, and speaking of flukes um, <laughs> I, I am second at the moment um, so we'll just let that one sink in um, but uh, yeah, to be fair, again, look, it's uh, Berg, uh, Bunsey and Sean, so not the most difficult start to the uh, to the season. Um, Bunsey, obviously, quite a good player, managed to beat him four two and then lose five one in the return fixture. Um, Sean managed to take four points off and arguably could have even it should have probably been six. His keeper was immense in that two two. Um, so again, like we've talked about, Berger, minimum of three points. Minimum yeah. of three points every match day is all I'm hoping for. That's what even I'm for. in this division, from now having seven points in the bag already, I will take a point from each one and think I'll still manage to stay up if I can get a point from each one. So we'll see. We'll see how we go. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of other people looking down the, the division, um, Morris struggling a little bit this season. Um, again, he's another one. When I play him, I always seem to struggle, but he's down there and played six games already, and, and he's seventh. So, again, it's going to be an interesting one. Could it be the, the season burger that Sean drops out, do you think? Um, quite possibly. Um, he actively said the only game he looks forward to is me because he likes beating <laughs> me. But he can't say that for the rest of the season because I've beat him twice and I don't play him again unless I get him in the cup. Um, so, yeah, um, Morris is going to have a uh, tough season, but like I said, I think he likes to challenge himself, um, and he's got here by merit. I think to be, I mean, looking at his results, he's played Buncey, Ben, and Aaron. So it's going to be a tough one for him. Um, I think I, I, there's a lot of people that could get dragged into that. To be honest. Uh, I agree, Brian's not going to be down there. I, my prediction would be me, Brian, Ben and Sweaty is in the top four. Um, and then I think anything below that, I think it's a free-for-all. In yeah, my it's opinion. fair game. Yeah, I really do. Because, it is interesting. Because we'll, we'll, we'll say the top four, I said I just said, mm. people below us will take points. It's those bonus points that might be able to set you free from um, the other people you do not want to be giving your say if you played Sean and you only gained one point that's you want to be getting three points at the very most because then you're giving that person that advantage yeah no, that's that is fair um, right, boys. We'll, we'll come away from the divisions. Um, just before we uh, we go, uh, we'll just want to have a, a very quick debate on uh, on something that reared its head earlier on this week. Um, transfers. So 
Berger, I know where you sit on this debate. Um, Ash, I don't really know where you sit on this debate, so I'll be interested to find out. Um, obviously, the, the two ways of doing transfers in in, uh, in AG is cash, so straight up Scudo, player exchange, um, or yeah, or a trade. You know, player for player, two for one, cash going some way, but basically a player being sent either direction. Um, give you an example. This uh, this week, I um, I was approached for one of my players' seventy-five million pound offer. Um, in the end, sort of before I said, yeah, no problem, I'll do it, because actually I think that would have been a fair value for that player. I would have made 20 million off what I bought him for at the end of last season. Tried to put out a few little feelers to see if anyone was out there and, and, and could, could spend my Scudo, obviously, to bring someone in as a replacement, even the full amount of Scudo. And there was just nobody. There was nobody there. Nobody wanted to deal for, for, for cash at all. Um, now, that being said, there wasn't a BFA on the horizon at that point. Um, we've just had, as we've been on the podcast, uh, Marcus has announced that there'll be a BFA at, at sometime in, in, in the coming week, potentially for 75 rated players. So that potentially could change things and people might want to start accruing cash again. Um, but yeah, Berger, I'll, I'll come to you first. Do you, do you think that it's as simple as that people are more conscious, they don't want to lose their good players, hence why they do the trades? Or do you think it's something that, yeah, it is generated by if there was more BFAs, we would see more Scudo transactions? Mm, it's it's ifs and buts really I'm always in the I'd rather trade a first teamer if it was a first teamer that was being sold or what have you I'd want to get something back or I would look to find a player from another team that can fit that gap whereas people might just sell just to keep it ticking um, I mean with, realistically with my squad I'm very happy I'm probably not going to look to there's a few players in the league that I might be interested in. I might put a PM here and there, but there's not really much that I can improve my squad unless spending 40 million on a player where at, at the moment I'm only earning 10 K a week now. So the wages is going to come into it. Mm. Um, so, and so I'm always, I mean, if there's a player that's not starting for me, I could use him as a juicy bonus in a trade, so you can have him on top of what whoever I've got. A Brucey or, bonus. Yeah, Brucey bonus. <laughs> um, or Brilliant. you sell that player. Um, that's what my method. I've always done on this site. You know, always trade. You see it in my transfer threads, not Scudo, unless I've stated that the player is available for Scudo, because I don't like selling for Scudo because. I seem to rack up some Scudo from events and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then I will spend that on BFAs. I, I, I think there's only one or two players I've spent a good whack on. That was Myron Body when I spent him 100 million on the previous reset against for Jeff. But apart from that, I don't think I've spent much more Scudo other than in BFAs. So they've all been pretty much trades or just um, little additions here or there. So. I mean, it's it's each their own. If you want to keep your change and you get bored of your squad, you do want to get... Yeah, you can see your frustration, but for me, I'd rather win games and I would probably be making my squad week if I was sold. I'd get me for 50 million just for the sake of getting money. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Ash? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, my, my approach in the past has been almost balanced a little bit. I mean... I'd be my preference would be to do trades because I think it's easy to do, um, especially when you sort of have uh, some of the higher rated players and you know some players with potential. 
um, I, I just find that people are more sort of willing to do something. You know, if if I've got a player that they want and they've got a player that I want, then you know, there's there's discussion there to be had about having a trade where. If it's just solely for Scudo, you've just unless you're prepared to hold fire into a BFA, um, mm. you've got to be able to have players either lined up, um, you know, ready to go, or you know, people just people don't want to do for cash, or you know, you're going to have to spend big money um, for if you're if you're spending Scudo. Um, you know, so for me, it, I, I always try and look for trades. Uh, it doesn't always work obviously and uh, when the BFAs come around then there's some scudo to be had but my approach very much in the past has been balanced and I think as well you know in the past when we sort of talked about um, wages um, you know I mean not so much this season at the moment or at least not for me I think I might be in positive at the moment um, but you know I sort of try and it, it's it's going to cost me more in wages um, and especially when I'm already in negative to bring in another player for Scudo then obviously trade um, you know of do a trade of some sort whether that's a two for one or a player for player and a bit of Scudo mm. um, you know it's it, it's it's going to cost more in that aspect so I, I think over the course of the season you will see more people I mean take the BFAs away for now so just focus merely on Scudo transactions you will see more deals done through trades than Scudo solely mm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think again, it's just something I brought up because it's something that I think we could do with looking at. Again, I don't know how it would, how you generate more, um, more interest. Again, it just seems to be that Scudo sometimes is looked at as as not being worth as much as maybe it is on paper, Um, uh, because again, because there is nothing to spend it on necessarily. Um, But yeah, it's it's, again, it's one to think about and it's one to keep an eye on over the, the coming weeks, especially now. Again, Marcus has put the uh, the BFA up. We'll see if people are now starting to sell for Scudo again. All right, boys, we'll, we'll leave it there. Um, Berger, obviously, massive thank you very much for coming on. Um, again, it was nice to have a, a smaller pod today. We could maybe delve into things a little bit deeper. So uh, thank you very much for your insight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, uh, it's been a good one. No see problem. No problem, and, uh, and Ash, thank you, obviously, as always, for, for pushing the buttons and, uh, and coming on, obviously, and uh, and helping to set everything up. Yeah, no, brilliant, as always. It's a pleasure. Um, and, um, yeah, if you're listening and you haven't been on for a while, you know what I'm going to say. Get your PMs in. Come and join us for a, for a chat, um, you know, and uh, we'd love to have you on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, again, echo what Ash said. Come on. It's, uh, it only takes about sort of 45 minutes there or thereabouts. Um, and again why not just have a bit of a chat Uh, right, boys we'll leave it there but thank you very much for listening and we will catch you on the next one thank you